Hello. What's Here we are. In. Live and kicking. Like, I'm a deck. I'm a... I've never heard of them, sorry. <laughs> you never heard of them? No. Yeah, same. I <laughs> just made them up. I think they're, they're a segment of my imagination, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> How are you, pal? Good, mate. Good. Yeah, it's um, been one of those weeks that's been insanely busy mm-hmm. uh, with work stuff. Just work, 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 really. Um, yeah, Feel, feeling all right, though. Feeling all right, you know. Feeling a okay. How about you? How you been? I'm feeling wonderful. Exciting news. Um, me and Laura put our names down for a mortgage and offering a house Ooh. yesterday. So that's good. <laughs> Congrats. Good shit. Is it, a, is it is it a big swanky pad? Uh, no, it's a small, cozy, converted cottage type affair. Ooh. A little bit secluded. I mean, it is a terraced house, but it's also um, in the arse end of nowhere, in the very uh, foresty area of the of uh, near where I grew up. It's very very idyllic. It's gonna look wonderful in the for the for the Christmas and all that shit. It's That's gonna be cute. Lovely, that. That's lovely. An area where we can walk the dog a lot. You know, all, all the all the hallmarks of what we need, and it's. Uh, Slap bang in the middle of a lot of schools. So if we pop out a sprog, I've got uh, various choices on where to go. <laughs> yeah, just in case, you know. Just if we pop out a sprog. I mean, that is the plan, um, but not anytime soon. So. Plus, I could be firing blanks. And on that depressing note, uh, what have you been up to this week? <laughs> I probably will, to be fair, at this point. Um... <laughs> All the monster energy it's just annihilated me little swimmers. Yeah. I hope you've got a uh, under the like stairs cabinet that I can like sleep in when I visit. Yeah, That's the goal. Little, little cabinet that I can just curl up in. Yeah. Um. What have I been doing this week, mate? Working. <laughs> Working. What about you? What have you been doing? Um. So mostly just um, looking at that house, sorting out viewings, doing adult shit like. Aye. Looking at surveyors and solicitors and stuff. Oh, that it's, is, it's, it's all that stuff that you don't realize like, until you get older. And just like, there's so much involved in this stuff. Yeah. It's not like, yeah, I want X, I will buy X. It's like, nah, there's like seven different steps in the way. Like, yeah. Although, over the past, I'd say about five days, I've made a £70 profit on crypto. So. Oh, lovely. Lovely, getting in there. Getting it's all, the, it's uh, all going the towards old... the uh, all going towards the house. Yeah. You're gonna start changing your twi- Twitter bio soon, aren't you? With little like dollar signs and shit. Nah, because you see, now let me put my uh, nerd face and hat and arse and trousers on for a bit. Crypto goes through cycles, James, and uh, I only really care when it's going through what's called a bull cycle, which is what's going through right now. Um, You're bullish. Yeah, where there's loads of little coins popping off every now and then, you can. Basically, it's it's very short term as opposed to like buying a bunch of coin and hodling, as the kids say. Uh, so I only really care about what happens like that. So uh, I think towards the end of this year, when this cycle ends, I'll probably stop caring about crypto for another three years until it pops off again. Um, I mean, hold do, a little do you, bit. Do you think yeah. it's only going to pop off like now? Uh, yeah, I think the this so basically um, the current bull run. I think it started like halfway through last year because everyone was at home more people were like just looking for shit to do and getting into investing and stuff and um the stuff that happened with gamestop gave it a little bit of a boost 
Um, but there's loads of coins popping off at the moment. But obviously, it's not sustainable forever. And uh, the last time something like this happened was 2017. And then before that, it was uh, tail end of 2012 into 2013. So it's around every three or four years, you get like um, little periods where more institutional investors are coming in. They're looking for like what's good, what's not and all that stuff. So uh, not to bore everyone with the details, but it's happening right now. It's said to die around about um, October of this year. So there's still time to get in if you're curious about it um i'm not going to recommend any coins because i don't want to look like i'm shilling or trying to put my own bags but it's just it's just something interesting to look into you're going to be one of those guys who's like you know dollar sign like globe emoji entrepreneur yeah. like crypto enthusiast <laughs> listen poor people just get more money it? yeah um, it's you're gonna be one of those guys now no but as a as a poor person myself um it's very awkward to get into you do need to sub- to see actual gains, you need a substantial amount. So I'd say anywhere from seventy pounds upwards. Um, then you start making a tenner here and then you can scale up. Um, but yeah, it's just fun. The only thing I'd recommend if if anyone listening is looking into getting into it, try and avoid if you've got only a small amount of money to pay and try and avoid Ethereum because like the price to convert it and like move it across to like different places. So like, say you want to move it to a certain exchange, which is paying a little bit more for Ethereum that you want to sell off you might lose your profit from just the fee it takes to pat to move it over because Ethereum's got things called gas prices, which is like their their particular fees and they're usually pretty high. But if you got like other coins that don't have gas fees or have really significantly smaller gas fees, um mm. it's better for smaller traders. So Yeah, it's I, I don't know. Like I I've I've put I'm putting a little bit of dollar in just because it's it's yeah. the same same stuff, you know what I mean? Like the same with the stocks, like uh, I feel like it's just better to have it's better to have money in it, like in something that's not a bank account. Yeah. Cause like yeah, money in a bank account is just like I don't know, it just doesn't do anything. Mm-hmm. Just doesn't do anything. Don't don't do out. So um <laughs> yeah. It's one of them, isn't it? It's one of them. It's like I I don't want to get too carried away and be like full on like, ooh, you know, crypto this crypto that and i i personally oh, don't full see... transparency i still don't know what the fuck any of it oh, does yeah, like yeah, the yeah. blockchain Same. and all that shit i just I, like I, it make I money go be, up i can't be asked happy. understanding it i can't be asked getting to understand it i also i don't i don't know too much about it to comment really though but i i, I feel like because some of my friends are really into it and they're like yeah it's like the future of like transactions and stuff like is it really though like is it really <laughs> do you know what i mean like well Will 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 they allow this? Will the banks allow this to be the like future of currency and stuff? Like, I think it I will be, know. but only like the top coins, which can be regulated. And there's a current trend that um that I made my money off, but I don't see it really exploding. But if it does, great, more money for me. Is <laughs> decentral decentralized finance or DeFi? Which is just like stuff that's well, that's completely the, the, that's off kind the, of well, that's what all the anything. the coins are. It's the whole yeah. like, there's a whole point in crypto, isn't it? Yeah, well, not all crypto. Some some crypto is tied to like institutions and the banks themselves. Some stable coins are more uh, more institutionalized, and Bitcoin, just by the amount of businesses getting into it, that will probably be regulated um, at some point. But um, yeah, so I'd be making money off that cash money, baby. Cash Good to hear. Good to hear. Yeah. Good to hear, pal. Yeah, I honestly, outside of work this week, um, I've been streaming more consistently. I like I changed up my stream schedule now, so I do like I do Tuesday to Friday because I realized yeah. that every Monday I'm absolutely shattered. Like Monday is just 
Monday is like recovery from weekend habits. Mm-hmm. And then also just like, it's just always the busiest day of the week because there's so much to catch up on and so much to do. Absolutely. So uh, I stopped doing Mondays. Um, feeling good though. I've been enjoying it again. You know what I mean? Been been having having a lot of fun. A lot Excellent. of fun. Enjoying that again. Yeah. And other than that, um, I, I haven't really been doing much outside of work and that, to be honest with you. It's been one of those weeks where there's just been so much work that outside of it, I don't really think <laughs> my mind just doesn't really work i'm just like yeah, you know it's 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 game time before sleep time and then back to it um but i have also been playing uh gilly gear nice this nice. weekend which is fucking awesome um it's very good it's very very good <clears throat> like i've always been i've always been like a casual fighting game fan I've always yeah. been the kind of person that enjoys fighting games but doesn't really play them that much. Um, mm-hmm. Mostly uh, just sort of, you know, watches. Like, I enjoy watching competitive fighting games and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but this one is the first one that I've, like, I picked it up, started playing the beta, started playing with some friends, and I was thinking to myself, like, this actually does own. Like, I can see myself playing this, like, you know, uh, big time. Like I can see myself playing this a lot, yeah. Um, and that's a good feeling, like because I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna get into it. I'm gonna like try and practice it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and the online is insanely good. Like the rollback netcode is so fucking good, dude. Yeah, I'm. I'm I mean, I've seen Guilty Gear around and stuff, but I've never actually played it myself. Um, yeah, I. I mean, I like fighting games. I've never really gotten into any super to a degree where i'm like oh i have a character i'm really good with them i'm gonna like practice this and then just pace people online and stuff um i mean there's a few characters i like playing as but i've never actually had a i think the only game i've actually actually ever had a dedicated team on was ultimate marvel vs capcom 3 mm. and in the newest tekken like i really like dragonov but i've never been compelled well, that- to like get good and fight other people in tournaments and shit well, this is what I like about the uh, one of the things that I really, really like about like Gilly Gear is that the characters that I've been playing feel it feels good. They don't feel like they have these like some fighting games have crazy ass inputs where I'm just like I just I can't be bothered learning that. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, oh yeah, to do a move as this character, you need to do like four quarters, four quarter circles back, like two forward, and then summit diagonal. I'm like, no, yeah. I just can't be asked for that. Um, it's it's it's. Fairly simple, apart from like uh, Fafnir's, which is a hilarious name, by the way. Yeah. Um, which is like a quarter circle back, then forward, which is not too hard. But um, yeah, I've been enjoying it though, man. They're like I found, I found my character. I think. Um, yep. she has gigantic swords that are held up by tiny little like demon men things. Mm. Love it, love it. And the uh, the online's like it's crazy, dude. Like the the netcode is so good that you can play, you can play like East Coast US to like Japan, and it's fine. Like it works fine. Yeah. And like I we were playing like East Coast US to like UK yesterday, and that was no no issues at all. Like one frame, like it it felt like you were just playing standard, like no issues. Yeah. Which is sick, like super sick. I think the game's gonna do super super well. Yeah, I mean, I, I could give it a go, I guess. But isn't it, like, going to end today? Uh, no, the beta... Well, you, you, you want to download it now. Go download it now whilst we're talking. Because mm. uh, I think they're taking it off the store today. Yeah. But because there was issues on Saturday, 
Um, because there was issues on Saturday, they're changing it. Uh, mm. So there's like two extra days in the beta now. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. Well, have to have a go at it then. Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's good. We can play some games together. We can batter each other in the video games. Play games. Um, speaking of games, um, still being hammering Valheim. What a I, game. bro, I, I, I really like the game, and I'm really glad it's doing well. I just find it so hard to like bring myself to want to play it. It's super weird. Really? Like, I don't know. Like, I, I, I feel, I feel like because I want to play other stuff. Every time I want to log in, everybody's like been playing it and is way ahead of me. Yeah, but I, I play it all the time. Everyone's still way ahead of me. I just think you got to find like your niche, as they say, in the game. And yeah, it's the thing that you enjoy doing in the game. But it's a good little game. It's a good little game. I do like it. Um, I want. I do want to play it more. It's just like, the, the, I think the, one of the most annoying things, and this sounds like such a like stupid fucking thing to complain about, yeah. is that there's like four different groups of people I know that are like, yo, come play Valheim. I'm just like, nah. <laughs> like, like, I hop on with you and stuff to play because, like, you guys are chilling. You yeah. guys are just taking your time with stuff. And that's fun to me. Like, you guys aren't, like, you know, plowing through it. Yeah. Um, whereas, like, there's, like, guys at work that are like, yeah, come play Valheim every single night. And I'm like, nah. <laughs> like, I just... I don't want to. Yeah, exactly. And like some of my friends from my hometown have been playing, and they're absolutely just like, again, plowing through stuff. They're at like silver armor or something like that. Yeah. You know, and I'm just like, it's just too much for me. Like, I want to play other stuff. Like, I got other games on the brain, you know? But the game owns. I'm glad it's doing well. Three, Three million copies sold already. Yeah, I could definitely see why. It's sort of like, um, I mean, everyone makes the comparison, but it's like Minecraft, but it's more of a purpose. Like, it's strange. I know there's, like, uh, you can do quests in Minecraft and you can go to, like, the Ender Zone or whatever the fuck it's called. But, like, I've never cared about that shit. But in Valheim, it's, like, sort of, like, that stuff is tied to you getting on with the game. Because in Minecraft, you just keep mining down, you get diamond, you're fine. Um, But in this, like, to get the next tier of things, you need to defeat the next boss and stuff. And the combat's decent. Um. It's really, it's just really nice. Yeah, I think that's the thing. It's like I think we mentioned this last week. Like the the combat's really well done, and um, it feels like they didn't skimp on it. Like a lot of survival games tend to skimp on the combat and focus on like things looking cool or adding way too many features in. Mm -hmm. Whereas this seems like they just focused on the core of it, uh, made it quite fun, quite sort of like open ended to do what you want, like you know, build what you want, play things with friends, um. Yeah, and it's it's good because of that. I think that's what makes it really, really good. It's very free roam. It's very like, as you say, it's Minecrafty. I think it's like it almost feels like a Minecraft for an older generation. Mm-hmm. Like it feels like something that you know, because Minecraft's still fun. I, I would still play Minecraft, but yeah. there's more purpose to stuff in this. Like you know, mm-hmm. you, you start off Minecraft and you can literally just like run around in circles and nothing matters. Like. Yeah. Whereas in this is kind of like you, you kind of have a goal. You're like, all right, we want to get this material now, or we want to kill this boss now, or you know, we we want to build this, we want to build that, we want to do this. It's it seems like there's a lot of stuff to do. 
and more of a like purpose for doing it. It's kind of I I always compare it to hey, always yeah I always over the three weeks it's been out um, <laughs> I compare it to Rune Factory um, yeah. like so I don't know if you know Rune Factory and Harvest Moon but yeah I'm, I'm familiar yeah like I compare it as it's like Rune Factory to Harvest Moon like Harvest Moon is very much like you know just about farming um about like you know building stuff and just like relaxing like it's it's that part yeah. whereas rune factory has that part with like adventuring and monsters and killing stuff and it's like that's that's pretty much what it is it's yeah. pretty much the same kind of thing like it's uh it, it's got that little sort of like nice cozy building element to it and then it's also if you want to you can go like explore and fight big bosses and kill skeletons and shit yeah yeah, it's 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 a good ass game. It's a good ass game, and uh, let's, let's play some more tonight as well. <laughs> let's do it if you if you're down. If you're down, yeah, of course. I'm I'm probably gonna go on after I finish editing Ooh, this podcast because I usually do it. After Sounds good. And then Ping I, me about it. Yeah, and then I will uh, probably go on the show. Then I'll be back on. God, yeah, I need a shower as well. You smelly bastard! In it, um, in it. <laughs> <laughs> So how how are you feeling about WandaVision, pal? How how do you feel it's going? I am enjoying WandaVision still. Um I wasn't I don't know, I liked the last episode, but I wasn't like I'm not as into it as I was with the last one, I don't think. Like I'm still yeah. I'm still down with it. I I feel like I'm not sort of like disinterested or anything. But I feel like it's slowly just become it's become more just like Marvel movie than yeah. like the the surreal shit's kind of just gone now. Like they've kind of just removed that too many cooks like surreal element that I really yeah. enjoyed, um, and I, I understand it, and I, I knew that they would do that eventually because it kind of doesn't yeah. make sense for it to continue onwards like that, like after they revealed some stuff. But I still think it's good. Yeah, I still think it's good. I I liked uh, spoiler alert by the way, as always. Oh yes, um, of course. Yes, big spoiler, spoiler alarm. We are going to talk about things that happened in the episode. Um, I think. Agatha's fucking theme song is a banger. Oh, absolutely! Big tune, great stuff there. Um, I like I like that they're still sticking to doing like different shows and stuff like that. Yeah, like you know they're still sticking to like having different uh, themed programs and stuff, mm-hmm. which I think is re- is is really really cool. Still, yeah. Uh, I mean, I think obviously a lot of the surreal elements are gone, but I think the um, the twist on this episode where she's like doing the format thing, talking to the camera and then the person talks back and they're like, Oh, do you not think you deserve everything that's happening to you? And she's like, Holy shit. That was pretty spooky. That was pretty spooky. Yeah, true. I, I really, really like the bit where vision's just like, what am I doing? Like, why yeah. am I, why am I talking to you? And he just takes his little lapel mic off. <laughs> what am I doing here? What's going on? That's very good. I think, um, the actor, what's his name? Paul Bettany, is it? Yeah. He's fantastic. Yeah. He's really good. I think he's great. I think he really plays a good part. Really, really good. And the last that plays uh, Agatha as well is good. Yeah. Who was also Dr. Octopus in Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah, true. True. I only know that because Twitter bombarded me with it over the weekend. Yeah. Yeah. God. But it's it's it's, it's, it's good still. But I was expecting... Weren't we meant to get like longer episodes or some shit? Or... Yeah, I was expecting it to be an hour. It was slightly longer than usual. It was around about like forty-five minutes. Um, it was yeah, because the the thing the thing is is that like 
apparently, and I don't know where people are getting this, the entire show has a runtime of about six hours, right? Yeah. Or meant to. So I'm wondering if like the if there's going to be just one big like last episode that's like a fucking film. Maybe. Or if like they're just going to do maybe like two slightly longer episodes. Yeah. But I mean, one big last episode at like released almost as a film would be a sick play. I think. I think that yeah. would be a really good play on their end. Yeah. I mean, what what, what else is there to do in terms of format? What what's the like? Are they dropping that entirely? Or I mean, I guess they are because now there's a big um, cliffhanger where it's like in the middle of a storyline rather than like at the end of an episode. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Like I, I, I wonder because it seems like they're now in like modern times, right? Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Like, um, they're now probably around like twenty fifteen, I think. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, it's like it's like late two thousands, so they'll be coming to they'll be coming up to modern year, like, you know, where the actual outside world uh, is. Yep. But it, um, I don't know whether. Well, I don't know where it's going to go because, spoiler, obviously, well, it's a bit late now, but spoilies, like, <laughs> like Agatha's not meant to be evil, so I don't know why. Yeah, this evil. is the thing, like, it isn't, I've been doing a little bit of reading, is she not, like, she's not, like, good, but she's not bad, she's very, like, she's neutral. A, basically a stereotypical magic user in the Marvel Universe, she doesn't want to destroy everything, but she sort of, like, acknowledges that some bad shit needs to happen. Yeah, and isn't she like a mentor to Wanda or something like that as well? Yeah, she's um, the babysitter to the Fantastic Four's kid for a while because he's yeah, got it's... weird reality warping powers, which helps him control it. Uh, um, people, people are still convinced that like Reed Richards is going to turn up. Yeah, he can go fuck himself. <laughs> I love that. I love I love your like superhero tapes because you know you know far more than me. So you like it's just basically like Reed Richards is a fucking. At the beginning, I didn't like him just because he was a fucking nerd. Because this whole concept and his power is shit. Like, if you've got like stretchy powers, you need to leverage that with a ludicrous character or a likable character to make it not seem so sucky. So DC have a character called Plastic Man who is amazing. He's actually just a fucking brick shithouse because like they lean into the how ludicrous he is and actually push the limits of what his power can do. Like he can suffocate people to death and all sorts of shit. But you're not gonna get that from Reed Richards. Like he's and he's all like, oh I'm one of the smartest people in the world. But like he's one of those um characters Along the lines of an Iron Man, along the lines of the of fucking Professor X, where he knows he's smarter than most people, so he takes the piss with it. Like he thinks he knows better. No, he's one of them. He's sort of like um, he's an actually kind of guy. Yeah, I think if you asked Reed Richards straight out, "Do you believe eugenics is good?" He'd be like, "Well," instead of like, "Yeah." It's <laughs> Let me evil. play devil's advocate yeah. here. Like, oh, uh, I need to play devil's advocate. Um, uh, yeah, he's a school uh, man, and I fucking hate, I hate him. those kind of people. The only time, time I want to see him in the MCU is if they also bring in Namor, so Namor can keep smashing his wife. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just cannot. I just don't like him as a character. He's shitty. There's a um. Like in 2015, Marvel did so this storyline where they reset the Marvel universe, but like everyone in universe knew it was coming type thing. So like all realities were smashing together. It was really cool. Really liked it. Um, but there's one point where Reed Richards is like, "Oh, I'll make a interdimensional raft. Um, that will preserve some of us if like reality 
collapses and we can just exist outside of the realities and then once the the main reality reforms we just hop back in type thing and like just that playing god of like he decided who got to stay and all that stuff and like he lived and obviously put him and his entire family on there and only took like one or two x-men for the guardians he only let star lord the most useless member of the guardians onto the raft and you're like eh. what are you doing <laughs> yeah but it's funny because his, his invention fucks up and like breaks in half and he loses his family within like five seconds yeah, <laughs> like, I like i like the, the part you start laughing as he loses his family <laughs> they don't die they just fall into another reality type thing oh right okay and then like <laughs> everyone slightly better and while that's happening fucking dr doom being the fucking Mate, Doctor absolute, Doom's the coolest. Absolute mad lad that he is. Instead of trying to fix the universe, he goes to the edge of reality to the people who are causing the thing, this whole calamity called the Beyonders, and tries to steal their power. <laughs> yeah, Doctor Doom's the best for that shit because he's he always like that. He manages to fucking do it, and then reality's rewritten, and there's only one, for a while, there's only one reality called Doom World or something. And it's just a, a planet that's just like loads of reality stitched together. And he's like the god emperor of it. And his wife and kids are Reed Richards' wife and kids. So he <laughs> just steals his family. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> he robs his family. Well, that's the thing. Like that, that's that's one of the things like I like about like Doctor Doom compared to a lot of villains yeah. is he's very just unapologetically a villain in every single way. No, absolutely. He just he just doesn't give a shit. He's just like I I want that. I'm gonna steal it. <laughs> yeah. Like, Okay, like, I'm like, doing it. You find out his motives and stuff, and like, yeah, like he got his face burnt and all that stuff. And the reason why he's so good with magic is because he's trying to save his mother's soul from Mephisto. But like, it, they don't do it in a way where it's like, oh yeah, that excuses everything he's done wrong, and in the future he'll be a good guy. It's like, no, he's still a shithead. Yeah, exactly. He's just like he's just trying everything he can. Like, yeah. <laughs> he wants all the power, and he never, never stops. He's never like. Mm. You know, I'll, I'll I'll give him a bit of time. I'll give him a bit of time. No, fuck him. Because right. I'm so I'm sick to the back teeth of fucking villain stories where like, oh, they're not as bad as you thought. It's like, yeah, it's we, like we yeah. villains. It's like I was watching this video on some guy who DMs. I think it's XP level three, and um, he's talking about like sometimes it's just nice to have a villain who is just a shit. Like nobody cares that the villain like had a bad like past or whatever. Like, you're playing a game of D&D, like, the players need someone to stop, and it's so shitty and like, um, oh, yeah, like, for the I mean, game, if you, like, have these people do all this stuff for, like, hours, hours, weeks and weeks, months on months to defeat this guy, I'm like, oh, he's not really evil all along, and like, what the fuck was the point? Like, yeah, like, I, I, I understand, like, and, and can appreciate, like, nuance in sort of, like, villainous characters, you know, yeah. like, sort of having these, like, maybe backstories or having these grey areas where they're not entirely, like, you know, the big bad kind of thing, but... Yeah. I think I don't know. Ever since like Joker and shit, like we get so much of that nowadays. Like I'm the Joker, baby. Like <laughs> you got to understand them. Like because sometimes you just don't. Sometimes you shouldn't. Sometimes it should just be what is their motive? Yeah, they're evil as fuck. That's it. That's it. There's no like ulterior. There's no like you know. Oh, they had a terrible upbringing or something like that, which made them made them this way. Right. Yeah. So you know they're very conflicted on the inside. Like no, just sometimes just have like this guy's big and he's bad and he hates yeah. everybody and everything and you need to stop him or he'll kill you. Like just do that. Just do that sometimes. Yeah. Or make it very clear from the start that this guy, like everyone else, sees them as the villain, but they're not actually the villain. Like 
Frankenstein. Like, the monster isn't a villain. Like, it doesn't know what the fuck's going on, and that's why it does villainous things. There's big <laughs> characters who are just shitty people. Like that new fucking Cruella de Vil film. It's like, no, yeah. she's a girl boss. Like, that's just no, joking. she's a shit <laughs> <laughs> like the new Crowd's Ville film was just Joker in it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh. like, fair enough, understand a bad guy, but like the whole reason why like in real life that we study like shitty people in history is one so we don't repeat it. Understand where they're coming from so we can just not be there ever again. But like people are like, oh look, fucking Hitler once stroked a dog. Do you feel bad now about condemning his actions? No. <laughs> He's an evil man. Yeah, it's. I mean, that that's the thing. They they need to. They they need to just like let go of this idea sometimes that you need some sort of softer side to villainy, and you know, like just make them make them stone cold evil. Like there, sometimes those like the best villains lately as well. Those that are just like so fucking hateable. Like I, I like Homelander for example. Yeah, absolutely. Homelander has no redeeming factors. Absolutely. Like, not. he's a piece of shit. Yeah. Like, he's awful. He's terrible. And that's what makes him such a good character. It does. Yeah. It, and they did a good job of explaining why he was like that. He has an inferiority complex. He's got mother issues and stuff like that. But it didn't make him a good person. It just means he doesn't know how to deal with his shit. Homelander was just a big fucking neon sign of go to therapy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, he's just a, he's just an awful awful character like character in terms yeah. of like you know as a character you hate him um which which is great because like you need that you need that like especially in a show like that some of the other guys like i get it like some of the other ones like you know a train and stuff like that like yeah. they have some shit going on like mm-hmm. fair enough but like the big bad has to be the big bad in a show like that because it makes him scarier yeah. There's no like, there's no like. Oh, you know, if he catches us, he might listen to reason, or we might be able to talk him out of it because he's he, he used to be like us one day or something like that. Like, no, he's he's literally I know just my gonna. My friend is still in there. Yeah, like he's probably if he catches you, he's probably just gonna absolutely slaughter you. He's probably just yeah. gonna laser beam you in half, like which makes it way more intimidated. It's scarier. And the bit in the boys where. He finds out the the woman he was seeing is an actual full-on Nazi, and he's like, oh, that's fucked up. But it didn't make him a good person to acknowledge that. He's just like, that should be the bare minimum. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, this is fucked up. Yeah, that's it. Like, He's a Nazi. There you go. Fucked up. Terrible. Like, punch him. (laughs) Get him socked. um, I think that's why, like, my my personal favorite villain across anything is fucking Norman Osborn, the big green gobbler himself, because, like, he... the green gobbler's cool. His entire character is he cannot be redeemed. Like, he goes through these things, and, like, yeah, he becomes director of the Thunderbolts, and he gets, um, sort of that redemption arc, but it's entirely undercut with, like, the goblin just talking to him inside of his head. It's like, you're not a good person. You like murdering people. Like, we're all good. And he's like... (laughs) He's like, no, yes, it's not. It's not even a conflict. He's like, shut up. He's like, I don't want to talk. I don't want to think about. It. Yes, I enjoy killing. It's fine, but I've got stuff to do. I've got money to make, type thing. So he, even like his motives for not wanting to turn into the Green Goblin again, it's just like I'm too busy being selfish in another way. Like I can't be arsed with this. I've got yeah. like I want to be like a smart 
villain. I want to manipulate everyone, but I can't when I'm going sicko mode on my handwriter <laughs> type thing. And he's just like, in, he's a sociopath when he's not the Green Goblin, and he's a psychopath when he is the Green Goblin. Like, it shows like that is evil. It's the perfect antithesis because he's just a bad guy who's struggling with evil and like how he wants to use it as opposed to um, Spider-Man, who is a decent person trying to do their best type thing. It's like, it's, it. it's perfect. Like it's, it's a perfect class system. Like this guy's got all this fucking money and he uses it absolutely to abuse his power and he will time and time again. And it's made him into a monster and he likes being that monster where Spider-Man's yeah, trying his best. Uh, and he, he just wants to make sure everyone just at a base level is okay. Um, and that's what makes good and compelling narrative. That's why Spider-Man is stood the test of time. Like I, I don't know. I, I, I'm a big fan as well of uh, what's his name, Willem Dafoe yeah. as Green Goblin. I think he's like bring that back. Give me more of that. I, I want more of that. It's great. Yeah. Willem Dafoe Green Goblin. Just like yeah. I think it's it, it's just that sort of that attitude that you see, Spider Man. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's like I think he personifies that attitude as like right. playing that character. Just amazing. like <laughs> I'm I'm a sicko and I love it. Like, yeah, it's great. It's like, if you like, if you were a fucking sociopath, you were given like superpowers and had the money to go around on a fucking hang glider and throw bombs at teenagers. Of course, yeah. you would be do it. His element. Yeah, you'd fucking love it. Yeah, exactly. And the the perfect thing was at the end of that end of the film where Willem Dafoe is Green Goblin. He's trying that thing. He's like, no, I didn't know what I'm doing. It's the Goblin form, and he tries to stab him with the hand grenade. He's like, oh, fuck, I'm <laughs> yeah. so oh it's the Goblin. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Call an ambulance, but not for me. Yeah, it's, I mean, <laughs> part of the reason, like, part of the things that makes me like hate the character of the Joker so much is like. People have seen the concept of him and attached to like how cool the character is on a base level. Because the idea of a villain who doesn't really need rhyme or reason to be a fucking dickhead is great. Like that's the type of villain you want to see in a um in a comic book. But it's like people got so attached to them that they wanted them to be redeemable so they don't feel weird for enjoying the character. A hundred percent. No, like you can enjoy a villain being a shithead and not. Yeah, you can still like the character. Yourself. You just don't like people. Just uh, people keep attaching themselves to characters like as part of their personality, and it's fucking weird. Yeah. Um, the the weirdest one and the worst one is Joker Harley Quinn shit. Like, yeah, please absolutely. stop. Like, please, if 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 you if you're comparing your relationship to Joker Harley Quinn or doing stuff like that, please stop. Yeah, like it's it's not something that you should look up to in that way. <laughs> like people do it all the time like oh he's he's my joker like oh yeah. he's my harley like no no because you like damaged hashtag yeah admit, like like what are you saying here are you saying that like oh yeah my boyfriend like abused me until i fell in love with him like what <laughs> like, yeah i really want to base my relationship on this weird clown man who beats the shit out of his partner and also is definitely in love with a man in a bat suit like admit, yeah exactly <laughs> yeah, yeah like <laughs> <laughs> what what a great relationship! Like, well, he treats yeah, she, me like shit. He <laughs> the local gimp. Yeah, <laughs> she loves him, but he never acknowledges it, <laughs> and never will, and never gives anything back apart from like a slap. <laughs> and it's like great, great basis. That's that's what we all want. That's what we're all here for. You know, Disgustan. No, we all know the true comic book woman to aspire to is She Hulk. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I love She-Hulk. Just, just adjacent, though. So I mean, 
Yeah, yeah, but she's hot, so. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> the conflict. That's the conflict in my mind. Like cop adjacent, but hot. <laughs> the the the, uh, the comic book uh, femme character you need to aspire to be is definitely Aunt May, specifically Ultimate Universe Aunt May, who knows she can't. <laughs> she's a frail old lady, but when the fucking Sinister Six are attacking her home, just turns up, pulls a six shooter out of a purse, and just fucking kills Electro. Just like, oh, I don't even know what I'm Does doing. Does that may actually dome Electro? Yeah, she pulls up in a taxi because the in the storyline where Peter dies, um, in the lead up to it, he gets shot in the abdomen by a fifty cal by the Punisher because the Punisher is trying to assassinate Captain America. Don't ask why, and fucking him, Spider-Man being a kid, he's like, oh no, we've got to save Captain America even though Captain America's a bit of a shit in the Ultimate Universe um he takes the bullet for Cap and then it was like, holy shit, go home kid, like, this isn't your realm, and he's like, okay, I'll go home gets home, and the Sinister Six are attacking his home, because they want to like murderize him Um, and it, this it's a weird thing, but uh, at that point in the story, Aunt May has adopted Iceman and the Human Torch as well so they're trying to fight the fucking Sinister Six, and because in the Ultimate Universe they're all kids, they're getting just... I think Iceman gets knocked out, Human Torch tries to burn the Green Goblin alive, but in the Ultimate Universe, like, the Green Goblin absorbs, like, heat, and it makes him stronger. So it just fucking gives him steroids, he knocks out <laughs> the Human Torch. So you're left with just Peter trying to defeat the entire Sinister Six on his own. He, like, throws Vulture a block away, despite bleeding profusely, he's beating the shit out of everyone. Then he's just getting pasted by Green Goblin. Electro turns up and, like, blackouts the entire neighborhood. And then the taxi pulls up and Aunt May gets out, like, holy shit, what's going on? She knows he's Spider-Man by this point. So she just pulls a revolver out of her purse and just fucking <laughs> empties it into Electro. the gap. Electro's <laughs> like, oh, fuck. Let's go. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, I mean, you can be as, as powerful as you want. You can never beat the power of gun. Yeah, like that's true. <laughs> the power the power of gun and grandma. Like, mm-hmm. Now I um personally am a big fan of uh what they've done with Aunt May in the movies recently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great decision. <laughs> like is it, like uh, the first time I saw it, I was like, isn't she meant to be a grandma? <laughs> yeah, the traditional depiction of her is a is a grandma. It was just like it fluctuates though. I'm sometimes So if we take like, the grandma character yeah. And we make a hot. <laughs> that's the I boardroom meeting. Like she's just a regular person with grey hair and like no signs of any age on her. Um, but you know, comic book artists sometimes they're a bit weird. There's definitely Aunt May fetishists out there. 100%. Oh, absolutely. I don't want to. Don't want to think about it. <laughs> don't don't want to yeah. dive deep into that. Yeah, and like, we're having a nice comic book conversation, and I've just derailed it again. I'm yeah. sorry. Well, one of the most painful things about being a fan of comics and like existing on any site is like mm. you know in the early days of like the the 2010s where you'd like create a blog or a Twitter and you just want to like retweet like content or reblog content about stuff you like to just try to find just a decent picture of Captain America in this sea of just <laughs> yeah rule 34 surrounding him yeah just shagging all the other Avengers you know I don't want to know about yeah no like 100% it's one of those where it's like as soon as you go looking you're bound to come across some stuff that you don't really want to see because there's no way you can put like Captain America clean <laughs> you know what I mean and like... 
<laughs> family friendly uh, pg like yeah. it just doesn't exist people people are just like all right here's a picture of a willy i'm gonna tag it like hashtag marvel <laughs> like, we, were, okay. we were talking about this um at work the other day with the other community managers i work with so shout out to um the tech team um and we're just like just watching like you follow your friends who do art and just watching their careers descend to them just drawing smut for money because it's good fucking money and you're just like the, the, yeah, yeah, this is the thing. <laughs> yeah like absolutely. there's no there's no shame in it at all yeah. there's no shame now like i the one of the worst things in the world to me in the, like in that conversation um one of the worst things in the world very dramatic um no <laughs> What what shit is like when people are like oh what a waste of talent it's like dude you realize that this makes them money like that's the whole point like yeah. people are like, oh I can't believe talented artists have have done this I can't believe yeah. it like uh, yeah because they make money off it dude that's the whole point like you need to make money somehow and like sometimes regular fan art and regular stuff you do just isn't paying the bills yeah. whereas for some reason um, degenerates that love pornography of their characters which ain't no no judgment you know as long as everything's kosher like no no fucking judgment here um mild judgment well no 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 major judgment like they pay a lot of money like a, they pay a lot yeah like i i know some one of my friends is an artist and she draws like some like like you know dirty like furry stuff i think and they pay a lot of money yeah like they 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 really they they want that stuff they re- they really want they that do, stuff. They're ravenous for it. Yeah, they're, they're, they're feral for it. <laughs> Speaking of being feral, being ravenous for it. Um, well, please say that we're transitioning into like a stepbrothers discussion or something. <laughs> no. Speaking of being feral, Will. <laughs> no, I was going to say um, I didn't know. Will feral porn. Go on. So we're going with that. <laughs> I was going, speaking of being feral and uh, ravenous for it, hmm. uh, mad for it, some might say. We're going to talk I'm about always festivals mad for it. Because festival. <laughs> so uh, there's not been many festivals, or actually, I don't know. There's there's been virtual ones, but like we're going to talk about festivals because I gave James the assignment to create a festival for himself, his ideal festival. I've said festival a lot. Um, for a lineup because. Obviously, if there's none happening, we should be able to create our own. So theoretically, we put together our ideal sort of... Uh, is yours going to be a multiple-day festival? Or? Yeah, like if it's like Doom World, you know? Okay, nice, Doom World. Like, <laughs> this is it. Like, I, I've, I've literally called it Gym Fest because I'm very innovative. Oh, um, I've remembered what the planet is called. It's called Battle World. Very Doom. <laughs> yeah, no, that's the thing. Like, I, I, I presumed that it was like, you know, make a festival over anything like yeah. any artist and stuff you can just yeah. this is your world For right time, you can do what like you want mine have got different eras of certain artists because either they're new shit or older shit's a bit yeah. true um no i haven't gone that deep i haven't gone that deep oh, but my, I've... my lineup's not particularly big it is over three days though uh, I, uh, you separated it over days I uh, see. I didn't separate over days. I just like mishmashed it all together. Oh, you've had an absolute western. I've had a mare. I've had a mare. Yeah, I didn't I didn't go that detailed? But like, I mean, I can I can talk you oh, through. Oh, mine isn't the, by any means detailed. It's only. A I can talk you through the concepts if you want. Yes, absolutely. Go I can talk it. you through the concepts because there's the thing is right. There's a lot of there's a lot of stuff that I've put down here. Some stuff in terms of like you know what I would actually want to see. Yeah. 
Yeah. And then soft soft in terms of this would just be great. Yes. <laughs> this would just be I- iconic, just ideal. So I've got headliners. I've put free headliners, right? Yeah. So just just to give you just give you a, a, a introduction to my festival, right? It's named after me. Everything's themed on me. Okay. Um, but not in a sort of two vein way. It's not like, you know, there's big statues of me or anything. It's just like the drinks are named after me and stuff like that. Oh, like, and maybe the cups in my face, um, that nice. kind of stuff. Yeah, you know, it's, it's all based on me and my interests. <laughs> not too vain, though. Um, but I wanted to try and do like, because what I, what I personally enjoy and what I think are the best festivals as well are ones where it's like a multitude of different genres and stuff like that. Like yeah. I've been to, I've been to rock festivals, you know, and stuff like that. I've been to like um, day, day fests where it's like all hip hop or all like pop punk or whatever. Yeah. And they're fun, but nothing beats like having that choice to go and see like, you know, uh, go and see a hip hop artist and then immediately follow it up with like some death metal or some yeah. like, you know, cheesy pop or something like that. Like it's great. Mm-hmm. So with that in mind, my free headliners across across the three days, I guess then, right? Okay. Would be um Charlie XCX. Okay. Cause I think she's got that pulling power. Yeah. Elton John. Nice. I think a, a late night Elton John, like, you know, last show of the day yeah. on the stage in the dark, piano sesh. Great stuff. Absolutely. Um and a Prince animatronic. Nice. Why not day. actual Prince? <laughs> I know I could pull actual Prince in, yeah. but I wouldn't disre- disrespect Prince by bringing him to my festival. Because I imagine fair. the That's conversation fair. with Prince, he'd be, <laughs> you know, what I mean? <laughs> Prince, will you come and play my <laughs> festival? And he's just like, <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I'll have my people contact you. Yeah, Never exactly. hear from him again. So he'll turn his back on me and be like, ah, okay, right, well, that's it. But if I have an animatronic of friends <laughs> yeah. that only plays Purple Rain, I'll um, allow you to use my likeness. Now we yeah, go. Exactly, yeah. Prince would allow me to use his likeness, but not actually like be there. Just because he doesn't want to be there. He just doesn't want to spend his time doing that when he could be, you know, playing basketball or just yeah. like just musing. Absolutely yeah. shagging. Probably, probably. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Animatronic Prince is the headliner. Nice. Um, in terms of artists, like mm. I've gone for an eclectic mix, including, uh, including but not limited to, um, Death Grips, Young mm. Lean, uh, 100 Gex, Hannah Diamond, Polyphia, okay. uh, Thundercat, nice. Ween, nice. Uh, Kara Kara Benito, JPEG Mafia, Denzel Curry. Um, Idols, Nine Inch Nails, No Effects, My Chemical Romance, but in the past. So yes. I'm I'm talking like Free Cheers for Sweet Revenge, My Chemical yes. Romance, so. around that time. Um, Lil B, the bass guard, before he started posting feet pics all day. <laughs> yeah, I imagine. <laughs> like, Lil Lil B in the I Own Swag era, like white, but probably White Flame around White Flame era. Yeah. Will be before he started only posting pictures of feet every day. That's one of the biggest like breakdowns of like not even like a breakdown. It's not like he even started like acting too weird or saying anything weird. Yeah, like he was I think just it's one of those underlying fetishes that was always there. Yeah, but he just started like that's all his social media became after a while. Wasn't it? It's just pictures yeah. of feet with I love Lil B on them. Like, right, Got fair lost enough. The source, this lost, uh, lost in the absolute source. Yeah, uh, baby metal. Put that on there. Uh, Sisters of Mercy, you know, the Aquabats, Anna Managuchi. Big, big, big selection. 
I think of of different artists. But then I've got the I've got the separate tents as well. I've got the DJ set tent, right? And which and th- these are the best ones. So we have some some classic regular DJs like Gareth Emery, Ben Bomer, and Porter Robinson, right? Then we mix it up a bit and we go a little bit wild with it. We get a Warwick Davis DJ set. Cool. Deep Roy, who you might know as the guy that played the Oompa Loompa in <laughs> the modern Charlie and the Chocolate Factory film. Of course. Yeah, classic Deep Roy. Um, Dame it's Judy Dench. Roy. Nice. As a, <laughs> DJ Dame Judy. <laughs> DJ Dame Judy. Try and say that. <laughs> DJ Dame Judy Dench. There you go. Um, Craig Charles Funk and Soul Experience, obviously. Of course. Just because yes. I want to see Craig Charles off his nut like, <laughs> live and in person. Yeah. I could have done, you know, he's played he's played Blackpool so many times. So yeah. many times. I think he'll play anywhere for like a tenor lately. Or yeah. like a hookup. <laughs> Absolutely. Some beans. Um and only fools and horses <laughs> surviving cast DJ set. <laughs> <laughs> so basically anyone who's not Uncle Albert. Oh wait, is David Jason dead? He's not, is he? Uh, I think he is. Did he die recently? Oh no. No, he's years. he's he's alive. Uncle Albert's dead though, isn't he? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean Uncle Albert was hot as fuck. But Rodney. Rodney's still around, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Rodney. Um yeah, DJ set from them. Don't know what they play. Probably just the only fools theme mixed into different <laughs> genres for like an hour. <laughs> Put a pony in me fucking <laughs> reggaeton mix. Yeah. <laughs> um and uh, Mike Myers as Austin Powers DJ set, playing okay. like funky sixties and seventies like tracks. I think that'd be good. That'd be good fun. Mm-hmm. And then, <laughs> because that wasn't comedy enough, I have a comedy tent. <laughs> I have a comedy tent with uh, the likes of Steve Coogan, uh, Eric Andre, yep, Mega sixty four, James A. Caster. And the Joe Rogan Experience Live, um, (laughs) where it's an interview with two Joe Rogan impersonators and Ainsley Harriet. That's that's the that's the lineup. That's the lineup. And it'd be it'd be it'd be a good it'd be to be honest. I don't think I'd do a three day fest. I think I'd do a two day fest. Yeah, I think I'd do a weekend fest. Make sure make sure that you can get everything in. You know what I mean. Make sure you can you can go home and recover a little bit before you go back to work. Um, yeah. You don't have to spend too much time getting raw dogged uh, <laughs> at the back of a Warwick Davis DJ set. <laughs> oh that's, that's where I met my future wife. <laughs> at the back, the back of a Warwick Davis DJ set. <laughs> oh, dear God. That's the story I want to tell my kids. <laughs> Terrifying. <laughs> and guess where you were conceived? <laughs> <laughs> oh god this is why i'll never have children um yeah yeah it's i i, I think it's a good mix yeah a good eclectic mix of artists you know and um, personalities yeah you get austin powers <laughs> mike myers is not allowed to break character as well it's in his contract i mean that that's only fair yeah, not like, even yeah, when he's off stage. But he's also not allowed to strain to other characters because if he brings out the guru, everyone's oh, weekend ruined. Yeah, I mean, can I just can I just go on a little like side 
topic do, there. Yes. Just about the guru, the love guru, or whatever it yeah. was. It the love guru. It was, um, yes. Did I talk to you about the marketing campaign of the love guru? Because it is the weirdest I think we marketing campaign that I've ever seen in my life. That they tried to do. Um, they tried to do these like marketing videos or these like adverts and stuff for the Love Guru, yeah. which if you guys don't know is a terrible Mike Myers film. It's probably his worst film, actually. Like, oh, yeah. absolutely, it, it probably is his worst film. But they had these really weird adverts where they had like they obviously couldn't get Mike Myers for some reason to do like the Love Guru bit for an advert. But, like, they could get him to do the voice. So they had Mike Myers record something. And then they just had, like, a picture of him. Yep. And then somebody else's lips. Yep. Like, on the advert. And it was the weirdest thing. It was, like, somebody else's lips on a static picture of Mike Myers. (laughs) I was like, like, what is the point in this? Why not just have him say it? Like, it's it's weird. Weird, weird, weird. Terrible film as well. But yeah, he's he's only allowed to stay in Austin Powers' character. Nice. You can divert to Shrek here and there as well, just so we can get this kind of like multiverse of Mike Myers' characters concept out into the open. Okay. <clears throat> you could maybe get like a Wonder Vision series, but with like Austin yeah. Powers morphing into Shrek. It's not. <laughs> I, Vanessa, every morning I see this ogre. <laughs> he's big and he's green. <laughs> God. Be like Dr. Jekyll in it. Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Terrifying. Jekyll, Jekyll, Hyde. <laughs> I hate it. Um, so yeah. let me uh let me talk about my festival, pal. Here we go. Okay, so my festival, uh I'll throw about a bunch of names. Um on, throw them out. But just to just to be an arse, I was just gonna call it Festival Fest. Um just really on the nose. But you know. And it's entirely for me. It's not themed around me, but it's for me. Um, and I've got it goes over three days: a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, as is usually the case with uh, festivals, as I understand it. Um, and each day has a different theme, so a different feel. So on the Friday, it's all about getting hype as shit, right? Okay. <laughs> that's that's it. That's... Yeah, and I've I've cheated a little bit because you know, um, of course, it, you I can't remember if it was Reading. It's download download festival. They have mm. NXT showcases. So, they so get, you, just, you just robbed that from them. They get the wrestlers in, except I don't use NXT. Love NXT. Great stuff. Last pay-per-view was great. Um, I hope Kyle O'Reilly gets a, a title shot at some point again. Um, but mine's going to be an NJPW showcase. So New Japan Pro Wrestling. Um, it's just going to be like... I do a, like them. Yeah. So start of the day, just a bunch of lads kicking the shit out of each other. Strong style. Um, a picked uh, new japan specifically because it's like for anyone who's never watched it it's like regular wrestling except they actually beat the fuck out of each other it's all about getting hype but that visceral just just base instinct of watching big meaty men slapping meat um <laughs> then once that's done we have a dj set the only dj set the entire weekend because i'm not really into dj sets but it's it's big it, it, it's shack shaquille o'neal's there with his awkward hilarious self Getting hype, playing nothing but Panda. You know how he goes. Um, I, I I love that like Shaq playing tunes. Yep, fucking just for videos. the memes. Just for the yeah. meme. Um, 
So then once that's over, everyone's hyped, everyone's in a good uh good place. No one's taking it too seriously. Shaq's there, well I'm fun. He's probably fallen over a few times as Shaq is wont to do. Um he might even get involved in the wrestling as he is going to be wrestling in a few weeks against Cody Rhodes, which is baffling to me still. Um then we get a proper act. It's none other than Miss Shaka Khan, just to get everyone hyped. And then is this once... like the is this the like theme of the show now? Yeah, it goes from Shaq to Shaka Khan to like someone else with Amir Khan. No, That's no it's, just a, it's, just, it's, just, it's just a happy coincidence. <laughs> so it's all about keeping the hype. It's, like, it's the first day of the festival. We want to just get everyone up as much fun as possible, um, so we can get all the energy out and focus on the other days. But I'll tell you why. As we go on, next up is Sabaton, those beautiful uh, power metal boys from Sweden. Just a few, just you know, really powerful songs about World War Two and shit like that. Who doesn't love that? Um, and then we got our boy Freddie Gibbs coming in next because Freddie Gibbs love Freddie Gibbs. Wonderful, can't miss. I mean, he's got a bit of some uh, freaky um, opinions on vaccinations, but we can forgive that. Um, we've got next it's Kanye West, but. Um, pre um life of pablo so yeah yeah so yeah. we can was... still we can still have black skinhead yeah but we I, don't I have mean, any of his opinions <laughs> i i yeah this is the problem like i i i fuck with uh i fuck with some tracks off life of pablo oh no i, I, I like fml is a banger yeah I, I i love a lot of songs on life of pablo but i'm speaking like it was when he started to really get lost in the source um so we just want to keep the energy at a level where he was yeah. still uh, I've been with. We'll get DMT. Uh, you don't end up like Metallica, do you? I, I do sound very much like Kanye West right now. So. Yeah. But um, <laughs> God, that Metallica thing was funny as fuck. But to have it happen to Metallica, oh, yeah, exactly. Kiss, this is the thing: is like I, I like Metallica. Like, no, I, I, I don't like Metallica. Like. As, as a concept, I used to be a big Metallica like fan. I, I think they've got some bangers, yeah. and Rob Hillow is a fantastic bassist. Yeah. Um. Also, he plays in Infectious Groups as well, which is a great band as well. Um. With what's his name from um, Suicidal Tendencies? So that's their band. But yeah, like Metallica are probably the reason for a lot of these DMCA laws. Yeah, like no, the the core reason for all this stuff happening. Um, so you know, for them to be the sort of like showcase of why this stuff is bad is fantastic. Because mm-hmm. they this is this is like uh, this has been in my Twitter like trends or news stuff for the past couple of days. Like this is making news. Yep. Which is which is good. Yeah. Which is which is really good because like I don't know I don't think it'll do anything. But Metallica and the whole Napster scenario yeah. are exactly why we're having issues with this shit. Like people are getting people are getting DMCA'd. I saw someone get DMCA'd the other day um, on Twitter for like posting uh, a meme or something like that with like uh, music in the background. Yep. Like it's getting crazy now. So hopefully this does something about it. But. Um... Yeah, anyway, so next artist is going to be Metallica then, right? No, next artist is one of the big four, Thrash, though, which is a nice segue. It's, it's... Lars Ulrich on his <laughs> No, uh, it's Anthrax. Uh, I do like Anthrax. I think Because right. it's the only one out of the big four that I still listen to because everyone else turned into weird Republicans. Um, Did they really? Yeah, Dave Mustaine, Bit 
Slay, I fucking love Donald Trump. Really? Yeah, Carrie King's a bro. Skinhead, biker, I fucking fuck with Trump. Fuck all these Is illegals. he really? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that fucking sucks, man. Yes, I think it was. I saw a lot of things about it. I don't know if it was just people lying. Uh, but Anthrax has always been on the level. Always been um, very much into um, social justice and stuff like that. Got a lot of songs about uh, African American rights uh, and stuff like uh, how people treat Indians like shit, Native Americans, stuff like that. Um, so yeah, really like Anthrax, and they've got some really hype songs like Madhouse, AIR, fucking NFL, all that shit. Great stuff. Um, and next up, we've got Denzel Curry. Denzel I do, love, do love Denzel. Um, and then as we start to get even more hype, we've got Outcast playing the entirety of uh, Speaker Box slash The Love Below. And obviously sprinkling in some uh, older hits. Um, mm, not too sure about that one. If you Friend. can't, if you can't appreciate speaker box, I love the one. It's listen, entirely in no, no, no. Your I, I, <laughs> we're just gonna, we're just gonna hash it speaker out. Box. <laughs> the love below. Um, no, I can fuck with speaker box a little below, but like, there's only one good half. Don't, don't. Don't give me that shit. Absolutely. How dare you? Uh, I'm not I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. Like it better be big boys half or you're in trouble. <laughs> it's not. The Love Below is the best half. Nah, the best song on that album is Bowtie, which is on Big Boys Half. And it's also too much. It's too big an album. If you're going if you're going for an outcast album, Atlians, hundred percent. Eighty aliens, mate. Well, I'm gonna say Atlians. And I, I know it's capitalized, but I'm saying it anyway. Or um, Stankonia. If we're doing entire album, festival, but... no, fuck, going to my festival because the only two outcast <laughs> albums that can hold up a festival: Speaker Box Love Below and uh, Equemini. So go fuck yourself. Next up, <laughs> next right. up, fuck it. Next up, we have Queen, which everyone's like, why? Why aren't they the headliner? It's Queen too area queen so everyone's getting hyped and then we're gonna play some fucking jolly songs about fairies get everyone just off their tits great stuff then we move into whitney fucking houston i right funnily enough because i was this is what i was i wasn't originally thinking um i wasn't originally thinking that we could have like you know past artists and stuff like that yeah right so I didn't write Whitney Houston down, but I was thinking about Whitney Houston massively because I, I, big fan, big mm-hmm. fan. Absolutely. So we got Whitney Houston, and the headliner for Friday is uh, my boys in Faith No More because you know you want to get hype, you want to scream. Mike Patton's on stage doing weird noises and stuff. Everyone's hype as fuck. So then Friday is done. Everyone's hype as shit. Can I ask you something real quick? It better not be about outcast. Favorite Whitney Houston song? Um, either "How Will I Know" or oh, I forgot the name of it. The one that the uh, the X Men theme stole. What the night song? Waiting for tonight was it? No, something about tonight. Because if you listen to it, it goes. Really? Oh, what? Oh, you mean I'm your baby tonight? That's the one. That's like what that you you literally picked the same two songs. Hey, I would like the exact same two. Great Top stuff. bangers. Sweet. I'm your baby tonight. Houston's amazing. I'm absolutely on the right track with my outcasts. 
Anyway, Saturday. We'll settle for you know being on the same Whitney level. Saturday, who stometer is uh, the theme for the for this day is expertise. Now it's just a showcase of artists who are absolutely fucking amazing at what they do. It's all about skill, appreciation for their art. So everyone wakes up, comes out of their tents, and Marvin Gaye is there. He's just fucking putting on a masterclass of baby of just how to fucking just open a day. Everyone's just chill. I was like, oh it's fucking Marvin Gaye, holy shit. And they're in I'm hot just like an oven. And then once everyone's chilled out and has a nice appreciation for the music, out comes Thundercat. He's just twisting his fingers, playing the bass like a fucking madman. Everyone's like, holy shit, how is that possible? Um, then once Thundercat's done, talking heads come out, coke off their fucking tits, just play, stop making sense in its entirety. Everyone's like, whoa, whoa. we're very similar people, aren't we? Yeah. And then next we have no worries. Um, so knowledge and Mr. Anderson pack just to keep it keep it chill. Everyone's like because we don't want to get too high. Oh, yeah. No, you haven't. I think the best thing in festivals is like, and uh, to be honest, and adversely, like the worst thing in the opposite. Chill songs and chill bands in the afternoon are yeah. fantastic. But whenever there's like you know it's like one p.m. some heavy metal band, I'm like fuck, I'm I'm too tired for that now. I don't want that yet. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, that later when I'm ready to fight. Next, we have the garden, but they're not going to play any of their screaming stuff. It's just going to be mostly their more uh, California-inspired stuff, like the the surfer riffs in the background, um, just to get everyone slowly hyped up. And then we have Queens of the Stone Age come out, play some of their more um, conceptual songs, um, like stuff off Lullabies to Paralyze, stuff like that. Spooky stuff about the occult, you know, just stuff like that. And then we have Rush come out with playing just these large soundscapes about space and communism. Everyone's hype. Everyone's wants everyone to live a nice, dignified life after the Rush set. Then Ultravox come in, uh, shouts out Scotland, and everyone gets real hype about that. Um, some nice new wave to take us into the evening. And then we start to get a little bit hype, but with appreciation for um, lyricism. And we have Vince Staples come out. He's, t- he's yeah, just good, uh, good call. just killing it there. And then we have, um, we go from just a wall of lyricism to the absence of any lyrics. And Ryu- my favorite composer, Ryuchi Sakamoto of uh, Yellow Magic Orchestra, comes out and just starts playing some beautiful piano work. Very chill. Everyone's loving each other. Everyone's holding hands. We're just having a nice, beautiful. Um, and we don't have to think about the bad things. The, the whole world outside is falling apart, but Ryuchi's having a fun time. We're all having a great time. And then uh, Japan frontman and Ryuchi Sakamoto's good friend David Sylvian comes out and plays the entirety of uh, from the Beehive album. Everyone's crying. They're weeping. He's singing about <laughs> Orpheus. Why are we a... crying on a Saturday, bro? Listen, listen. He, we're all crying. Uh, he's singing about Orpheus failing to get uh, his wife out the depths of hell. It's all an acoustic set. It's beautiful. And then just as his set ends, outcome living color. They play broken hearts to open, so everyone's still crying. But then they just fucking turn it into just this, just the most amazing funky end to Saturday. Everyone's hype. Everyone's everyone's fucking hating on the police. Fuck the police. Um, everyone's having a fun time, and you end that beautiful day of a masterclass of uh, Doug Wimbish just slapping bass like a fucking madman. And that Corey Glover, incredible. star of Platoon, um, is, uh, yeah, just he, he just giving off that amazing stage presence that he has. And, uh, yeah, so that's Saturday. 
yeah, I think we're also. Um, I don't know. I think we're also very much on the same page with this stuff. Some of my, some of mine could fit in with yours. Yeah. Like I think for that for that day especially. Like um, I don't know if you know the band Polyphia. Uh, I do not. But they would fit perfectly. Polyphia are kind of like a like a math rock band with like okay, yeah, zero rock. lyrics and stuff, and they're they're good. They're really good. Like the guitarist looks like he's about ten. Yeah. Um, and it's insane because he's like he looks so young, but he absolutely fucking rips it up. Yeah. Like I'm just gonna say, I'm just gonna send you a picture on Discord. Look at this shit. Nice. Well, what's, his what's his name? Tim Tim Henson. He just looks like a ten year old. Jim Henson's the guy. Just the moment. But here we go into Sunday now. Oh, Sunday Sunday Sunday. Sunday it's just about feelings. It's Sunday, just about Sunday, Sunday. it's just about feeling shit. It's just about just I don't want to say vibes, but I'm going to say vibes. Um, <laughs> Real about, vibes, bro. Vibes. So it opens with a Bob Ross painting workshop. Everyone comes out of their tents. There's easels everywhere. What's going on? Bob Ross is on stage, and we all paint some mountains together. And then when Bob's done, he's like, "Oh, I'd like to introduce you to my good friend." Kermit the Frog. Kermit comes out for one song, but it's the Rainbow Connection. Everyone's feeling The just... Rainbow Connection is the best Kermit the Frog song. So everyone's feeling all the friendship. And then Alison Moye, and I can't remember that. I think it's Vince Clark from Depeche Mode. They come out as Yuzu, obviously, play some wonderful songs. Everyone's just feeling just the, the push and the pull and push of uh, that upstairs at Eric's album, which is a beautiful album about relationships and uh, the trials and tribulations within. And then out comes Orville Peck. We get some country. Everyone's having a fun time. Um, and Georgie comes out. Everyone starts crying again. That's fine. Depeche Mode are next. Vince has to come back out. Um, some uh, beautiful new wave for you. And then Tears for Fears to get everyone sort of in that level of like, yeah, we like we like to feel things, but we also like pop. Yeah. And then um, <laughs> we like to feel things, but we also we also like to like like stop. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. Then a band called Psychic Mirrors come out, which I that's fully, a cool name. Yeah, we fully recommend listening to them. Um, the guy who I wouldn't say fronts because it's more of a collaborative effort, but one of the guys from Psychic Mirrors could be heard on the end of the Denzel Curry song "Vengeance." He's the guy Ooh. who does the singing at the end. Uh, they have an album called I can't remember the name of the album. Something of evil it's a really good album really funky very miami sort of uh coked up drug lord jazz blues type thing really good um so everyone's just vibing off that then frank ocean comes out maybe people will cry maybe they won't depends on what he plays he can play whatever he wants he's frank ocean um but everyone's really feeling it and then the weekend comes out and everyone's like wait he looks a bit different it's the weekend before he thought he was Michael Jackson. <laughs> it's, 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 well, so I thought you were about to say, it's Daniel Craig. Oh, Daniel Craig is there. Didn't do some. The um, weekend. <laughs> so he plays the entirety of uh, the trilogy, but not the trilogy compilation album, the actual trilogy before it was like. Yeah, just, just, play, just play House of Balloons like uh, for its entirety. Like yep. House, House of Balloons is hands down the best thing that The weekend has ever done. Yep, absolutely. Um, and also, probably. One of the best like dark R and B albums of all time. It's yeah. fantastic. It's really good. They do samples Beach House like twice on that fucking yeah. thing. It's it's insanely good. And then I mean I like I don't I don't hate 
the weekend's new stuff like oh no it's good you know, but it's like it's, it's good. very transparent what he's doing <laughs> but like and i mean yeah like he's completely just went you know this is i'm going for that mainstream audience yeah, there I'm was going a voyage that. that michael jackson left I, my yeah voice is he's, kinda he's, like his. Let's go. he's going for that mainstream pop audience and you know what all power to him um yeah. because it's what he wants to do yeah. it's probably what he enjoys doing now he's having fun with it cool but like it's and it's unmatched like the stuff from trilogy is absolutely yeah. unmatched like nobody has made anything that good of that kind of genre since that came out absolutely yeah. like I, the song house of balloons in in general is my favorite weekend song yeah. fucking owns dude so once he's done outcome hall and notes everyone's losing their minds <laughs> daryl hall john oates just just blow everyone's back out audibly. They don't go around fucking all the guests. Um, I mean, they're kind of the one. Um, <laughs> Mate, have you seen them nowadays? No. Oates doesn't have a mustache anymore. It's weird. I don't. That's too cursed. I don't know. Um, <laughs> it's really weird. Yeah, once they're done, we end Sunday with Anderson Pack and the Free Nationals just absolutely knocking the house down. Just nice, uplifting vibes to end the weekend on a nice note. And that's my festival. So uh, we it's, take it's, everyone on an emotional roller coaster. I, I yeah, I was about to say like I'm 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 very into it. I'm very. I think we've we've pretty much got the exact same like vibe when it comes to yeah. mixing up genres and stuff like that. Yeah. I wasn't aware that we could bring back people from the dead, so I would have. Oh, you <laughs> can't. I can't. I have the technology. Oh, you can. Yeah. Okay. Right. <laughs> fair enough. Um, <laughs> but I, I definitely think uh, I want to. I miss festivals in general. Yeah. But I think there's so many there's so many artists that would just be like put on a really good show as like a festival show. I think like there's, there's a big difference between like a concert and a festival. And I usually yeah. prefer concerts because it's oh, a little yeah. bit more in, in, intimate and it's like, you know, uh, everyone is there for that band. Like the worst thing in the world, like the fucking worst experience I had at a festival um, was when we were watching Queens of the Stone Age at Leeds festival. Yeah. And there was fucking people in front of us, like right in front of us, constantly shouting, play no one knows every fucking song. And I'm like, oh my God, please shut up. Like, please go away. Like, yeah. please, let them play what they're going to play. Like, play that one song that everybody knows. Like, stop. I think it's the bands like that, they will play it. You just got to shut up. Yeah. But also, they won't hear you. <laughs> like, yeah. I can hear you. You're just annoying me. <laughs> I uh no I, I, do you ever think as well like there's some there's some songs by certain artists that would just absolutely make like a like a festival or like an arena show just special like it's it's weird because I I, th- I was thinking about this the other day with like Young Lean right like mm. I like Young Lean I'm a big Young Lean fan um, yeah and I think he's got a lot of songs that would just be like pretty much concert worthy for like a young lean concert like people probably wouldn't like enjoy them in the sort of you know in the way like in the in the way that some bands you go see a festival you never really heard of you're like oh i can get behind this because like i don't know people are like oh it's like it's basically just pop music or it's like you know some regular rock music i can get it i can vibe i think a lot of his stuff is a bit weird and a bit like you know too too experimental hip hoppy, especially the old stuff. Yeah. Um. But he has one song called Agony, which is like I've seen videos of live shows. It makes me sad. I was like, <laughs> I, I I imagine that would be such a good thing for a concert. Like, it's just you know, end of the festival last night. Like everybody there, because there's only one artist on at the end of the festivals usually. 
yeah um everyone else is finished like oh that'd be incredible be incredible or take me back in time to that one super bowl performance of purple rain yeah um Stop where it actually it started is. raining <laughs> like that's yeah. insane that it just actually started raining it's just like oh that would be a good feeling wouldn't it i put nanobots in the clouds it was all <laughs> over the <laughs> Prince will do everything to make sure that the show goes exactly how he planned it to go. <laughs> yep. Everything. Dude, no, I, I'm so sad that I will never get a chance to see Prince live. Like, so sad. Dude, like my, you know, my parents, I told you before, right? My parents had a chance to do it. Yeah, yeah, you told me. And they, they skipped it. Oh, right. How How could you? It. How could you? Like, God, a Prince show would be absolutely incredible, dude. Now I just want now I just want to go to a music show. Now I made myself sad. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like, yeah, you know, fun, fun little festival ideas. I'm like, I miss shows. <laughs> I miss being outside. <laughs> I miss not being in the confines of this chair every single day. <laughs> ah, one day, one day. Oh well, God. Well, that's yeah. Day, that's all we have time for today, everybody. <laughs> And uh, just for I was going podcast, for, I'm sending you a, a very hilarious video from Twitter. Oh, I saw that. It's amazing. <laughs> that kid just kicking the shit out of Fano. Yeah. <laughs> and then all of them just start mobbing up. I'm just like, yeah, we should batter him, shouldn't we? <laughs> <laughs> Don't let him snap his fingers. <laughs> Get him. It's just the, yeah, the, that's... the oh. reaction of like, the guy dressed as Iron Man, the guy dressed as Spider-Man, just like holding the temples, like, oh my fucking Yeah, like, what is going on? Why are these kids doing this? Oh, I can't, like, step in, because, like, oh, I mean, you meant to fight them. <laughs> just spark the kids. <laughs> <laughs> Captain America just wailing on a child. <laughs> so what are you up to this week, Mel? Oh, um, what am I up to this week? I'm going to be streaming again Tuesday through to Friday. Nice. Um, probably some stuff maybe on the weekend as well. Yeah. <clears throat> but the plan for this week is to play some Neo. I'm going to play Little Nightmares 2 in its entirety. Okay. Um, which I'm stoked about. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to do a Warhammer stream this week as well. I'm going to do a little Warhammer building stream mm-hmm. where I'll just build some models and chat. It should be nice. It should be very nice. But other than that, yeah, working. Nothing crazy, nothing special this week. Um, What about yourself, King? Um, Working mostly and also sorting out this mortgage application because it's going to be a bumpy ride from what I've heard. It is, but it'll Uh, be good. Yeah, I mean, I'm just trying to get into the house and just, like, live there. That's that's the main thing, isn't it? Yeah, it'll be good. It'll be good. Um, So, yeah, uh, make sure to follow me. Twitter, Jimothy TV. uh, Twitch, Jimothy Z. Um, Gary, where can they find you? Where can the people find you? On the Twitter at Fairy Stature, Fairy spelt in the traditional way. And yeah, that, that's me. Nowhere else. I am yeah. an enigma and I cannot be tracked down. You Please, really can't. I can be tracked down. Please don't track me down. <laughs> <laughs> Please track him down and just no. annoy him. Um, we also do have a Twitter account, D4C Pod. Um, if you like what you heard today, please make sure to follow us there. Yeah. Um, leave us leave us your opinions too. What what do you what do you think? What's your favorite kind of like artist for a festival? What kind yeah. of festival would you put on? Strong about outcasts. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me that I'm right about outcast. Um, what? Yeah. What do you think of our choices? What do you think of like music festivals as a whole? Have you, do you like music festivals? Have you been to a festival before? Is there a for multiple days? <laughs> yeah. Is there is there a specific show or like song 
you know that you've seen live that really impacted you or you just you just think's very fun um leave us drop us a comment let us know let us know what you think and we'll discuss it next week um but on that note um that has been it for us this week i think Unless yep. you've got a secret topic about Outcast coming up, no. Nope. Um, but we don't want to get too heated today. We don't want to get too heated. Don't Sunday. To <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was that was a fun one. Um, yeah, I'll I'll talk to you later on. Mm. Um, everybody else, thank you very much for listening. Um, we have been desperate for content as mm-hmm. always. Uh, have yourselves a lovely week. Yep. Take care of yourselves. Um, fuck Keir Starmer. Yep, um, okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, all hail Makiito. Um, Absolutely. And have yourself a lovely week. Look after yourselves, folks. Good and we'll see you soon. Peace and love. Peace and love.